Congratulations! You're listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. And now we are joined by Associate Professor Joanna Williams from the University of Otago's from the University of Otago's Anatomy Department, who's helped uncover a new way of identifying Alzheimer's early by identifying certain blood particles. Now, how are you doing on this fine otipoti morning, Joanna? I'm excellent. Pura. Now, you've played a role in discovering these new blood molecules, which can change as the as Alzheimer's disease um, kind of progresses. And in layperson's terms, how do these particles change as Alzheimer's actually develops? So we found these molecules in blood that change as the disease progresses. So some of them go up in blood, some of them come down. But as a pattern, they, they change as the disease progresses. Right. So how long has this, this research that's just kind of come out, how long has that been going on for? Uh, so that is a good 10 years of research. 10 years? 10 years, yep. I've had slog to, to try and get this to a point where um, it um, it is informative across the disease process. Mm-hmm. We started with looking at um, blood samples, samples denoted by people with Alzheimer's. And then, um, so that's all very well. We already know they've got Alzheimer's, so we can see a pattern that might match with them, but it's mm-hmm. not all that useful um, for um, actually diagnosis of the disease. But So then we had to um, try and get samples from people who have perhaps earlier stages of the disease. And then what we really want are people who are at that really very early stage where they're not... Um, they're not experiencing those characteristic symptoms of, of memory loss or that just that ability to not be able to function as normally as they would. And then um, that's where we can make a difference because, unfortunately, by the time um, you start to lose the, even the first signs of memory loss, the brain's actually changed quite significantly and you've lost brain cells, and there's really no coming back from that. But if we can pick up people on that trajectory early, then we can dive in perhaps with drugs and therapies that can actually make a difference. Right. Now, you, now you do make note that um, it is very difficult to detect people early on um, before the memory loss uh, comes into it. How, 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 did you det- how did you detect those people? Um, well, So we were really lucky to collaborate with a group in Australia, mm-hmm. and they have done um, some brain imaging studies. So they've actually looked at the levels of a molecule in the brain, which is called amyloid beta, and that's um, one of the diagnostic characteristics of Alzheimer's. Um, you see that at post-mortem. But you can also detect that using um, PET scans um, in when people are alive. But you have to use a PET scanner and a, um, actually a radioisotope, which is injected into the person. And um, that binds to the target protein. And you can see that build-up of the protein early on before they've before they've got any symptoms right yeah. now th- this kind of new um this new blood test that you've kind of uh, in the very early, early stages of development um of developing it H- how early in the development of alzheimer's can this test be used to identify the, the cognitive disease well we hope that it will be well before people actually show any signs of memory loss because actually once you see that that's really too late um People tend not even to come uh, to a doctor to seek help at the very early stages when they're just starting to see signs of memory loss because, well, there's a lot of stigma associated with dementias Mm -hmm. and we've got no cure, none none at all at the moment. And so what do you do? Mm. So people just perhaps don't want to know. But if we can detect people early, um, then we might actually be able to intervene early and come in with some of the therapies that um, have been developed but have failed in clinical trials, they might actually be really useful at that um, stage of the disease before you start losing brain cells.
Mm-hmm. Now, you did mention that there's no cure, but there, there is treatment for it. Um, what kind of treatments are available for Alzheimer's at the moment, and are they very effective at combating the disease? Unfortunately, they are not effective. There are no therapies that slow the trajectory of the disease. There are many, many that have been trialled, but, well, I actually think there's a lot of hope in Alzheimer's research at the moment because... Those therapies are based on like good science, and people have studied like the changes in the brain that occur. But the, the therapies are delivered to people who have already lost brain cells, mm. and so you're not going to come back from that. But if you took those same therapies and gave them to people who were at that very early stage, then perhaps you could actually make a real difference in the disease. <coughs> and not only just personally, but also financially. I believe in the press rele- uh, in the press release you noted that I think it would uh, identifying the disease a year earlier and, and having therapy in that early stage would reduce. Alzheimer's-related costs by $300 million? Yeah. yeah. So the, there are worldwide about estimated to be 50 million people affected by dementias. Alzheimer's is the most common. Mm-hmm. And so you can just imagine the cost associated that with that, not only the cost to the individual, but to the cost to the families mm. that have to look after the effective individual, and then all of the health-related costs that come on top of that. So mm. like, if you can make a little impact in this disease, then you can make a huge different difference internationally. For sure. Now, the press release for this paper also mentions that the only way to identify early Alzheimer's developments is through expensive and invasive procedures and, and very specialised um, facilities. Yeah. Do, do we have much of a Alzheimer's infra- medical infrastructure here in Aotearoa to help with that? Well, we do. So we okay. can do those PET scans. We can we can um, look into people's brains using neuroimaging. Um, we can look into um, blood fluids through cerebral f- spinal fluids, so using lumbar punctures. Mm-hmm. But those aren't tools that you're going to use to screen people at an early stage that have got no reason to be feeling unwell, they've got no um, symptoms, uh, they're not going to want to have a, um, um, a, a lumbar puncture, they're not going to want to go into a PET scanner for hours and, and have a radioisotope injected. So what we hope is that we can develop a, like a quick screening tool, which is a blood test, that um, picks up people early so that we, we can then intervene early. Mm-hmm. Now, going into the future, I guess, um, lead author of this paper, Diane Gervemont, and yourself are undertaking further research to develop a, a biomarker of preclinical Alzheimer's. And this biomarker can be used to create an effective blood screening for diagnosing preclinical Alzheimer's. Um, what kind of time frame do you think you'd give until there is such a blood screening available uh, for the public? Uh, well, I think that's still a few years off for our work. Mm-hmm. There are screens available already which focus in on the amyloid protein. So that's the one that builds up in the brain that causes um, thought to cause all the downstream effects mm-hmm. and there's quite a bit of a debate about what is the cause of Alzheimer's and so there's a risk of focusing in on that protein only and what we hope is that our collection of markers in the blood will be a more realistic representation of the disease process. Cool. Yeah. So we're, we're a wee ways off an actual, <laughs> an actual test but that's, um, you've got to start somewhere Yeah, yeah. And it's in development at the very least It is, yeah, yeah. That was a Radio 191 FM podcast. Find more at r1.co.nz.